Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Spokane, Washington, to face the number one team in the land, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And boy, are they good. We'll get to that coming up in just a second. Man, it feels like forever since we've had a BYU basketball game. And you know why? It's because it has. And as they say, now things get real. After a 9-2 and non-conference schedule and waiting several weeks to actually play a game, BYU finally gets to jump into West Coast Conference play to ring in the new year. Now let's go back. The first game of conference play was supposed to be back on December 31st at Pepperdine, but due to positive COVID tests with the waves, that game was postponed. Then the conference opener was supposed to be January 2nd at San Diego. That was also postponed due to COVID issues with the Toreros. That brings us to today. BYU actually was supposed to be at home hosting the Pacific Tigers, but the Tigers decided to pause all activities also due to COVID. So three times BYU has tried to play its conference opener against its regularly scheduled opponent. All three times the game hasn't happened. So what do you do in a case like that? Well, you work out something with Gonzaga and travel to the Pacific Northwest to face the number one team in the country. Also from a logistical standpoint, so you're aware of what this game actually is this game is currently not an added game to the previously scheduled two games between these two teams this game is taking the place of the game at Spokane originally scheduled for February 6th so right now this is this is a rescheduling of that original road game that was supposed to be played on the 6th of February now BYU's last game was actually against Weber State at Vivint Arena back on December 23rd. And even though it's been a while, the Cougars, they have won four in a row and have set themselves up nicely with some impressive victories to begin the season with wins over St. John's, Utah, and ranked San Diego State. BYU did what it needed to do heading into West Coast Conference play. Alex Barcelo deserves to be talked about more. Not only is he leading the team in scoring and assists at 17-5, and five, He's shooting the ball at an insanely high clip. A.B. hitting 61% of his shots from the field and 63% from three. Not only will his individual performance get him the recognition that he deserves, it's going to serve this team well as they begin conference play. And obviously, when you're taking on the number one team in the country, you need all of the weapons that you have. Which brings us to today's opponent, the Zags. Nobody needs to be told that the Zags are good, very good, even dominant. Just like every year prior, they find a way to reload and in most cases get better, and that's the case with this year's team. The 2021 version of the Bulldogs may be their best team ever, and that's really saying something. Gonzaga 10-1, and averaging 95 points per game and giving up only 72. They shoot the ball extremely well, hitting 55% from the field, 35% from three. And I could easily go over each player to pay attention to, but I want to focus specifically on two guys, that being Corey Kispert and Jalen Suggs. Kispert is back, probably the front runner for the WCC Player of the Year. He averages 22 points, shoots 63%. You heard me, 63% from the field and 51% from three. I'm not sure which one's more impressive. 
Then there's freshman guard Jalen Suggs, who will most likely win newcomer of the year in the conference. He scores 14 a game and averages six board, and this guy is legit. He is somebody you're certainly going to want to pay attention to tonight. Let's also remember that Gonzaga's last loss was to BYU last season in Provo. Since then, the Zags have won 14 in a row with wins over number three Iowa, number six Kansas, number 11 West Virginia, and number 16 Virginia. The Zags are a beast, and BYU has to be firing on all cylinders tonight. All right, for more on tonight's matchup, I talked with assistant coach Cody Feger, and for the two of us, it's been a lot like Groundhog Day. I'll explain. Take a listen. Okay, so if people are hearing this now on Cougar Pregame Live, we have made it to an actual game. I'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtain here. Cody has been gracious enough. This is now the third time that we have done this interview to preview the very first West Coast Conference game. It started with uh, Pepperdine. Didn't happen. Then Cody was gracious enough to do it for San Diego. Didn't happen. Now we're doing it for Gonzaga. You are about the nicest guy, Cody, I could possibly think of that you're willing to do this three times. Well, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe I'm the bad luck charm and you need to change it up here after this one. Because if this is the third time, then, then we're in some serious trouble here. We're going to have to change it up. I want to know what this has been like for you and the rest of the coaches and the players. Because we know going into seasons like this that this was a possibility. But to actually live it where you have games where you have been postponed midair and then before you leave – and now you had a game, but now it's a different team. What's this been like as a coaching staff to actually live through this? Um, you know, at, you know, at first, if you start thinking about it, you get a little frustrated. But at the end of the day, like we kind of talked about this whole season as just being fluid and just being staying with it. And just no matter what's going on, like we'll just, hey, it's up to the next thing, right? Like we can't, oh, man, we, we worked 20 hours on the on the. Pepperdine scout. Oh, and then we worked 20 hours on the San Diego scout. And then, oh, you know, we've just been focusing on just honestly is coach Pope does a great job of just getting our whole team staff, everybody focused on just getting better every day. And, and so not even like, Hey, we can't control that. The only thing we can control is getting our players and us as a staff better every day, ready to go against Gonzaga at any point or St. Mary's at any point. I mean, coach Pope, you know, he was, he was trying to have us play, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, you name it. He was trying to get anybody in the country to play us this whole last week. And so honestly, as a staff, we've, we've watched, I can't tell you how many different teams we watched games, like even, and we watched a game on them and we had no chance of even playing them. But so we've been, we've been kind of running around a little bit, just trying to, uh, trying to figure out how to play some games and just getting better as a team here. What's the concern level because it has been so long since you've actually played a game. The 23rd of December against Weaver was the last game you guys have actually played. What's the concern level as you try and get better without having games for over two weeks? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked about that as a staff, but, but there's certain things like, hey, ball screen coverages, we're like focusing on certain things, say it's ball screen coverages or transition D or, or this and that. We're focusing on little little things for us just to get better at rather than, you know, a lot with during the season, a lot of it's sometimes focused on the opponents. So it's been nice kind of like we're, we're able to draw, draw back and get back to just focusing on us and, you know, different presses or different, different things we've been looking at uh, and then each player individually. So, so those are the main things we've been kind of focusing on throughout this little, little deal here we got going. All right. Let's focus on Gonzaga. There, 
nobody needs to be told how good they are. They're the number one team in the country. We know the numbers they're putting up, the way they're shooting the ball. So when you look at them, this may sound like an odd question, but what stands out to you? Because there's so many different things that you could look at. For me, what, what stands out the most is just how unselfish they are. They got all these big time players and they all play for each other and they play the right way. Their, their best offense is there's transition right now. I mean, they're against Iowa. I mean, come on, they scored like 25 points in transition. And we're not talking about an Iowa team that's not ranked. And this, they're, they're number three in the country. And the All-American big Luke Garza had 30 and 10, and they still beat him by 20. I mean, this is a really good Gonzaga team that plays really unselfish. They can really pass the ball. Um, they're, they're playing for each other really well, and they're playing at a really high level. I mean, everybody in the country is talking about them. They're, they're a heck of a team. From a personnel standpoint, obviously, you know, BYU is different than what they were last year. Gonzaga is different from what they were last year. Personnel-wise, how do you feel like BYU matches up with this Gonzaga team? It, it's just way different. I think their guard line, it, you know, they got a lot of the same guys, but they've they've added Jalen Suggs, right? Who's they're saying is a top five pick for next year, and and then also uh, uh, Nemhard, Canadian kid that went to Florida, who was one of the best players in the SEC last year. They added to their roster. I mean, their their guard line's unbelievable, and then their bigs, Drew Timmy's a little bit different than uh, their big they had last year. Timmy, you know, brings it up in transition and he scores it at will and rebounds like crazy. And Watson who was injured for most of the year last year. Uh, they're starting four. He, he's playing this year. So the biggest difference, I, I think, is just their guards probably have a, have a big step up this year. And then also one through five can bring it in transition. So for us, like transition D is huge. And, you know, we're, we're a little bit different this year, right? We got, we're a little bit taller than we were last year. I mean, Yoli, Yoli, was, Yoli and Colby Lee were our biggest guys, and Colby's about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so it's just... This year, we've got to really focus on getting the ball inside this year. I think they're good down there. I don't think they're as good in the year past and post-defense right now. Um, so that's that's something that we're going to definitely take a look at. But it's going to be an exciting game. Just, you know, we're, we're going to see how much, how good we are in transition defense this year. I mean, that's, that's going to be a huge deal. They're, they're, they're really good. They're really can pass the ball, share the ball. It's going to be a big strain on our transition D, so we'll have to take a look. All right, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, this weekend, the NFL playoffs get uh, underway. Neither of our teams will be participating because we've earned the number one seed. My Chiefs, your Packers. Uh, how confident are you feeling right now about your guys? I'm really excited. Uh, I do get nervous during bye weeks. You know, <laughs> like we, we lost already this year, coming back from a bye week. And man, just all of it just makes me really nervous. But Aaron Rodgers had a heck of a year. Devontae Adams, I mean, come on, for the Packers and Chiefs, it was, it was great years. But these bye weeks get me pretty nervous um but i am happy that it's got to go through lambeau and for you it's got to go through kansas city i feel like what we've had this conversation i think there's been like three packer games and three kansas city games since we've played last so i think we're, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we've been talking so much about it there's been so many games in between so we'll see and i uh, i even shortchanged you i said we've done this three times in the last week and a half Technically, I've actually interviewed you four times when you count BYU Sports Nation. So in the last week and a half, you have done this four times with me. I cannot say thank you enough. You are the man. You know it. I'm really looking forward to this game against the Zags. Uh, good luck in Spokane. This is going to be a fun one. Thanks, Cody. Hey, thanks so much for having me on.
That was the great Cody Figure. Seriously, he. I cannot say thank you to him enough for being here. And I, there is such satisfaction in my soul right now that that interview finally aired and that, uh, that we can finally have an interview that we did that made air and now it is out there. That means we are playing a basketball game and it is coming your way shortly. BYU at Gonzaga. This season, BYU basketball, Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, hey, from one Packer fan to another, we're going to head to Spokane for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU on the road tonight taking on the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the best team in college basketball. And joining me now, the best radio analyst in college basketball, former BYU Cougar and our radio analyst, he is Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, I I, I would like to apologize. You brought up something. I I told you that we're going to be a little bit shorter on time because I'm a little later than normal getting to you. And you did remind me that I probably will feel the wrath of Cougar Nation for the denying them the full Mark Durant experience. Big, big mistake. I don't think you understand <laughs> that all of the great ratings that you have for this show mm-hmm. is because because yours truly. And you'll, you'll learn your lesson, but let, don't let it happen again. Okay, I will not. What's the kennel like without all the pups in there tonight? They're not called pups. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. but <laughs> Well, I guess that's as good a nickname as any, but I tell you what. It's very pleasant. It's very calm. I'm feeling very calm and serene. Uh, I'm not seeing any uh, missionaries dressed up like missionaries or the Pope or whatever and yelling at the BYU players as they warm up. It, it's very pleasant. But, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword for me, Jason, because I, I kind of like just having the teams play each other without without all that. But then again, I mean, this what makes college basketball great is – the home court and and places like the Marriott Center and the kennel and so even though it's easier I mean it 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 makes it more special when you have when you win a game in those kind of circumstances I mean going up to the Spectrum or the Huntsman Center and if you win a game in those places you have really accomplished something and now it's more like why don't we just go down to the church gym and play if we're not going to have fans you know but but as far as my level of comfort and uh, and serenity, it's pretty nice. So, as we as we get to the tip of this game, we're talking almost a little over two weeks or almost two weeks since BYU has played an actual game. What's your biggest concern? First off, with that much time in between games, but then also when you factor in all of the details, where you were on a flight to one of the games, then you find out that you aren't going to play that game you come back and you have another game that's postponed and then you prepare for another team and then it doesn't happen when you factor all that in what do you expect from BYU to start this game there's just a lot that's gone into the last couple of weeks yeah I mean it's hard as a player playing games is the payoff right it's the magic elixir that makes everything worth it you love playing games playing games is fun that's what you played five hours a day as a kid to go play games not to go practice at BYU and uh, 
it, it's it's disruptive to the flow of things. Uh, it's a grind to practice, not knowing when your next game is going to be. Um, and you kind of get really sick of it really quick. And the most important thing as far as a negative for BYU is they were just playing so good before all this. Right. And it beat San Diego State on the road and Utah, Utah State, and Weber State. I mean, they were they were, they were were clicking a little bit. I mean, you don't want to interrupt the momentum. It's like in a, in, in a game, if you've got the hot hand, don't sub me out, coach. I keep shooting. So BYU, I think, wanted to keep playing because – they were playing good, playing better every game. So maybe they'll pick up right where they left off. Who knows? But it's been a couple weeks, and that, that's what worries me is that you kind of lose that flow and momentum when you really need it. I mean, they really need it tonight against Gonzaga. And, the, I mean, there's some positives, too. You get to work on some things in practice that you haven't been able to and spend some time on your weaknesses and maybe get healthy and all those kind of things. But, I, I can think of nothing worse as a player, thinking back to my de- playing days, than to have to go over two weeks without playing a game. I mean, I lived for the games, yeah. and it, it's tough not playing. So we knew that all of this chaos was certainly a possibility because most of the schools that BYU faces in conference from the state of California, and we know the situation that's there, and a lot of those programs have had to pause uh, activities because of COVID. Um, I actually, I've had to adjust this question. I've had this question written down to ask you since the pregame for Pepperdine. I've adjusted the number. I've, I've actually dropped it down here. Because of everything involved, if I set the over-under at 11, how many conference games do you think, over-under 11, that BYU actually gets to play? And that's hard. I'd say, I'd say under. I, the way it's gone, I mean, you've had... Your first three canceled would have been, you know, obviously Pacific wasn't going to play, so it would have been two weeks without BYU playing. So that's two weeks. You can't, I mean, you'll have gaps here and there to reschedule, but you already lost four games almost and because this is the Gonzaga game for February, so you're not going to play this one again. Anyway, I mean, things could happen. You could have the teams that are playing play more than twice, so maybe that will get your number up. Um, you'll play Gonzaga three times and, in San Francisco three times. But, I, I, I mean, Greg and I were talking about this at lunch. We're like, <laughs> do we plan for next week when they're going to San Francisco and right. Santa Clara or, or St. Mary's? I mean, do we book a flight? I mean, what what do you do in this situation? I was talking to the Gonzaga's play-by-play guy. He's like, yeah, I, I was informed from San Francisco that they're not letting any media in that building unless you're part of the team bubble. So, I mean, we're not part of the team bubble. So can Greg and I even get in the building at San Francisco? Those are the things you have to figure out. So who knows from week to week what's going to happen. But I think you'll see more of what we're having today where if you don't have games, you get on the phone, your game got canceled too, let's play. And and maybe that's how you get your games, but it's crazy right now. All right, let's focus on this Gonzaga team. This is a, a different-looking BYU team, a, a much bigger BYU team down low, certainly. Facing a Gonzaga team that most believe, and, and I certainly would agree with this, it's, it's the, I think it's the best one that we've seen, certainly in recent memory. Um, what do you make of this matchup specifically and everything that Gonzaga brings to the table? It's so good. I mean, they're really good. They've been good a long time, and this may be the best. Suggs is terrific. Uh, that backcourt, Suggs, Ayayi, Kispert, I mean, just phenomenal. 
and then you know maybe not have the big guys that have been as dominant in the past for Gonzaga, but Timmy's very very good. I mean, the, the thing about them is their depth. So if you try and take away Suggs, they'll kill you with five different other guys. They've they've got six guys that would be the best guy on most teams, and so what do you do against that? You just you know, play your principles, try and, you know, BYU's got some size inside. Maybe you take away the paint, force Gonzaga to shoot the three. Hopefully they have a bad bad night from the three-point line. You know, rebound the ball well, slow it down maybe. But Gonzaga's just so relentless, Jason. They just come and come. They've scored over 85 points in every game this year. No team has done that since 1994. And they scored 98 points against Virginia. Virginia! Virginia has games where it's like 40 to 38, you know. Right. Virginia, they scored 98 points against those guys. They played four teams in the top 20 and just made them look silly. So, clearly, this is a huge obstacle. What I, you know, I don't like moral victories, but to me, if BYU's within 10 or 15 points at the end of this game, they they played a great game. Maybe they get a miracle and win it. That would be an all-timer. But uh, I just hope BYU comes out, shows the world that they can compete, that they can play against good teams, that they can play good basketball and continue to play better like they have been. That would be enough for me here because this team for Gonzaga, and, and you hate to say it every year, but they're, they're better than they have ever been. And it just keeps rolling for them. But, but uh, it's a great opportunity. You know, you, how often do you get to play the number one team in the country and on national television? This is fun. This, you go out and just let it fly and let see what happens. But... It's going to be a mountain to climb, that's for sure. Mark, great stuff. Thank you very much. I apologize for shortchanging you. So far, I have not received any tweets I or texts. I said everything. I, 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 don't, I have nothing else to say. All right, well, we appreciate it. Good luck on the call with Greg. We will hear you coming up in a few minutes, my friend. Thanks, Jason. There we go. That is Mark Durant, our courtside conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, and Mark's keys to the game tonight, brought to you by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm, who proudly present our keys to the game. All right, after a quick timeout, if we've got some time, we'll get you some scores going on in other games tonight in college basketball. Back to wrap up Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Fans, remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza with a BYU victory tonight. Pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow when you use the online promo code BYU50. This offer good at any Utah location throughout the night. We'll be following scores from top 25 college hoops. Uh, there's one other West Coast Conference game, plus locally uh, Idaho at Southern Utah. That game tipping in about an hour. And then women's basketball at LMU also at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Coming up next, back to the kennel for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank, for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome inside the McCarthy Athletic Center at Spokane, Washington, home of the nation's top-ranked team, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. As tonight, a month earlier than expected, the BYU Cougars visit the kennel for a surprise showdown of the top two teams in the West Coast Conference. I am Greg Grubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight. Joining me at our concourse location above courtside, the former Cougar hoopster himself, it's Mark Durant. And DeMarc, after 15 days off, including three game cancellations, BYU finally gets league play underway in a way we did not expect. This first couple of weeks of conference play reminds me of your dating life back at BYU. You get a date right before they'd call and come down with some mysterious illness. <laughs> I can't make it, Greg. I'm so sorry. And that's kind of where we're at here. But l- listen, uh, there's, no- there's going to be nothing about if you think anything's going to be set in stone or scheduled or anything, it- just throw it all out the window. Nothing's going to be like you think it's going to be, and these kind of games will be the norm. You call up somebody, you let's go play, and they play, and, and hopefully by the end you have enough games and enough wins to, to go to the NCAA tournament, which will be crazy in and of itself, but at least they're having it, knock on wood. And so you just kind of roll with it. And I like that BYU was willing. They, two days' notice, they come play the number one team in the country. I, I like it. Let's go. Let's go play. When it came to my dating life at BYU, I wasn't even getting <laughs> games on the schedule. Uh, let's pause 10 seconds for station you, identification. You were in a two-year dating pause at BYU. <laughs> station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. Coming up, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues from Spokane on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Coming to you from the kennel, normally this place is a sold-out madhouse, but COVID has turned this venue, like so many others, into a state setting for BYU Gonzaga. But uh, as head coach Mark Pope tells us now in our pregame interview, brought to you by Zions Bank, for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Zags, well, they bring enough noise to make any game against them the toughest of tests, regardless of venue. You know, I, I think both programs being willing to start with individual play. talent. I don't remember the last time I saw a team with three guys on the Wooden Award watch list. Like, that's just insane, right? Sometimes it's an anomaly if you get two. They have three guys on the Wooden Award watch list, two guys that probably could have been drafted last year, a newcomer that's going to be a top three lottery pick, uh, Drew Timmy, who is one of the most efficient point post players in the country so individually they're ridiculously talented in the backcourt they're not huge in the front court but in the backcourt they're incredibly long and athletic and it causes problems and i could keep going they're unbelievable in transition they have five guys on the floor that actually can bounce it and pass and attack and transition and play like a point guard um they're just incredibly dangerous. They're really versatile defense. Uh, Coach Few does a really nice job changing it up, kind of throwing out punches here and there. Uh, they can switch one through five. They just pose so many problems. And that's why they're the first team in forever that's beat four top 20 teams in the first seven games. And, you know, they, they, they have a chance to be a generational team. 
where is your team best equipped to challenge Gonzaga tonight? Well, we, we think we have some strengths. We think we have some size. Uh, I think I do have two elite ball handler playmakers on the floor. Um, I think we I think we, we have the potential to bring some, some incredible physicality to the game. Um, all those things are going to be really, really important for us. We have great depth, which... Um, depth is hard to grow and culture, but when you get it grown, it's a huge advantage. So hopefully our depth can help us tonight. So we have, you know, we're a good team also. We have some strengths also. Most teams that face Gonzaga are really concerned about a size differential or that being a real key component of the game. But size is an area that uh, gives you a chance to really challenge and compete tonight. Yeah, and this is a little bit of a different Gonzaga team. Um, you know, they play small a lot. They'll put Kispert at the four a lot. And sometimes I feel like they're way more dangerous when he's in the four because they have so many playmakers. I'm telling you, you watch the film and, you know, everybody plays like a point guard. Uh, you know, one through five, you'll see everybody put the ball down on the floor. One of the things we evaluate guys on is who can make plays downhill off the bounce, and every single one of their guys one through five. And so it's just so challenging to find a way to guard them. That's why they're averaging 96 points a game. I mean, you know, they played number number three, Iowa, after being off for two weeks, and and they just ran roughshod over them. I mean, it was really a 20-point game the entire game. And that's the number three team in the country. Uh, they did the same thing to Kansas. Um, they're really good, and they're really, really incredibly skilled. They're fun to watch. We're going to try and slow them down a little bit. Is transition uh, the, the pressure point you're most concerned about tonight? Yeah, I mean, for me, if I was going to evaluate Gonzaga, I, I would say if you, can't, if you can't slow them down in transition, you're never going to be in the game. You, you just don't even gain admittance into the contest if you can't find a way to slow them down in, the, in, in transition. Uh, that's, of course, an emphasis, point of emphasis for everybody that's played them so far, and nobody's had any success doing it. So we're going to take a huge shot at it, and uh, you know, we have a diff- couple different options to go to to try and figure it out. And, and, and that, if we can do that, then I'll, actually then we can have a game. Then we can actually have a competition. So that's a huge point of emphasis for us. Beyond the tactical, what are some of the, uh, uh, the mental components that make winning a game here possible? Well, it, it's listen, I mean, every, every player in the country, including the Zags, by the way, every single player, every single team is facing the same challenges. And the teams that are most successful are clearly talented and play well, but they're also able to just focus in on the moment. They're not distracted by national te- television. They're not distracted by COVID and fans and no fans. They're not distracted by referees. They're not distracted by runs. They're not distracted by their professional future or their playing time or their numbers. They stay focused in the moment. It's one of the things that our team has shown some ability to do, something that we're still trying to cultivate and grow, and I think that allows you to compete in every game if you can stay fully present in the moment. It's a heck of a way to get league play underway, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, listen. We're, we're, we're just excited. We're so grateful to be playing. Uh, you know, we, didn't, we weren't going to have this game until February, so it's an unbelievable opportunity for us to come play. Uh, anytime you get to play against the number one team in the country, it's, you know, it's awesome. It's what you live for. Um, and, and it's also an incredible opportunity for us to figure out where we are right now as a team and, and a good marker in terms of where we're growing. All right, good luck to you and the boys tonight. Coach, we'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Greg. That's Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? We'll try Smith's Click List, where you order online and pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show. Live from the kennel in Spokane on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome inside the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, home of the nation's longest current home court winning streak. 44 straight victories on this floor for the nation's number one team, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. In addition to that 44-game home win streak, Gonzaga has won 22 consecutive WCC home games and 14 games in a row overall. The Zags' last loss came in Provo 11 months ago when BYU snapped a few other streaks that uh, Gonzaga had going. And Mark Durant, when it comes to the Zags, BYU's played the role of streak buster pretty well over the years. We've seen some incredible things happen when these teams get together, particularly on this floor. Well, you know how I love streaking, Greg. I mean, that's obvious. And uh, I remember you, you mentioned some of those, but going way back, BYU was terrible. They go to New Mexico, had 50-something wins in a row on that floor. BYU ran them off the floor. And you don't have to go any further than this building and what BYU's done here. And they've had some miraculous wins. And I don't know. BYU seems to have a knack for that. They're going to have to have a knack and a little something extra today because Gonzaga is so good. I mean, they average but 95 points a game, it's ridiculous, and they just come at you relentless, and BYU's going to have to do a great job in transition. I mean, there's so many issues, but we've seen it before, so I don't count BYU out. Coming up, we will get the pregame thoughts of Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson as the BYU store Cougar tip-off show continues live from Spokane, Washington on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are in the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, the kennel tonight to BYU opening WCC play at number one Gonzaga. This after BYU had games at Pepperdine, at San Diego, home versus Pacific, all wiped off the slate due to COVID concerns with those teams. Gonzaga's game scheduled for tonight with Santa Clara was postponed due to the Broncos' own COVID-related issues. So here we are, and here now, is Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson on his perspective on how this game came together this week. You know, I, I think both programs being willing to, to kind of play anyone at a moment's notice and, and respecting, uh, you know, the, the level of play and, and uh, where these two teams are at. And, uh, you know, I think maybe BYU had a little bit more of a heads up that, that their game this Thursday would not be played. Um, I, I heard from Coach Robinson um, saying, hey, you know, we're not going to have a game Thursday. If anything happens with yours, let's touch base. And then uh, kind of later in the day Monday, our game with Santa Clara um, started, to, started to head in the wrong direction. And, you know, from there, I think the league office and Coach Pope and Coach Few and the, the guys that really make decisions got together and were, were able to put this thing together at a moment's notice somehow. Did you have a good sense before this season began of what kind of a grind this year was actually going to be? And how do you think it has turned out so far for the Zags? I didn't know what to expect. Uh, there'd be days that I felt great about it and felt positive and, and was hoping for some normalcy. There was other days I was 
concerned that, you know, would there be a season? Uh, what has happened um, is it's been really different. I mean, we're, you're talking, uh, I think, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure, play Santa Clara at some point, but I think that was fifth or sixth game that we had on our original schedule that hasn't happened already. Um, but we've been fortunate enough to make a bunch of those up. So now you get a familiar foe, albeit a BYU team with a few new pieces from the last time you saw them. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, I think uh, that group and, and uh, the way they put it on us down in Provo speaks for themselves. Um, and obviously Alex Barcelo's back and, and Colby Lee, you know, played and Connor Harding played quite a bit. Um, but but you are missing the, the familiar, the, the tools and Yoli. Um, you know, Zach was there forever. It felt like obviously Hawes and, and what he was able to do over the course of his career against us. Um, kind of some of those maybe stalwarts that, that we think of, of when we see the BYU jersey um, have moved on. Does the BYU scout remind you of anything you've already been through this season? You know, it, it's different. They're, they're so big. You guys are so big. Um, West Virginia had a lot of size, but not like this. This will be the biggest roster we play by far, the biggest roster that, that we've faced, that's for sure. And finally, uh, your record and metrics speak for themselves. Have things come to Well, that was a conversation we had earlier today via Zoom with Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson. BYU and Gonzaga getting set to play here in Spokane. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Our look ahead to BYU and Gonzaga continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Gonzaga tipping it staff at the bottom of the hour here at the Kennel in Spokane. No fans in the stands for this one. Uh, BYU and the Zags playing for a 10th time all-time on this floor. BYU 3-6 and six in Spokane. Same record the Cougs have against Gonzaga in Provo. And uh, Mark, last time we saw these two teams face off, BYU pulled off the biggest win in the history of the Marriott Center, beating number two Gonzaga 91-78 to 11 months ago. Tonight, the Cougs get the Zags at number one. It was four years ago when BYU beat the number one ranked Bulldogs here in Spokane that night. The Zags came in 29-0. Right now, they're 10-0 and as good or better than any of their number one teams in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said every year, this is the best team they've had, but they, I mean, they just have it rolling. Transfers want to come here, and the success is here. They know they can get to the NBA. They get the best of the transfers, and Coach Fuse is as good as they come as a coach. And this team is particularly good in the backcourt. Imagine saying this is the best backcourt for Gonzaga when they've had so many good players <laughs> over the year, but but Ayayi uh, uh, and Suggs and Kispert, I mean, those guys are just dominant, and they – yeah, they get they get going downhill and get playing fast. You can be out of a game in in an instant almost. And so BYU is going to really have to work getting back in transition, just trying to stay in reach of Gonzaga, or it will be a long night for the Cougars. You mentioned Joel Ayayi. Not only is he shooting 62% as a shooting guard, he's also the team's leading rebounder <laughs> at eight a game, coming off a double double, 18 and 10 against San Francisco. Final words before tip off are coming up next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. 
Getting a set for BYU and number one Gonzaga here in Spokane. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you. Not that Gonzaga is necessarily undersized. They do have a couple of seven-footers they can bring off the bench. Drew Timmy is as good as they come at 6'10", 235, and Anton Watson is really athletic at 6'8", 225. But BYU's got a lot of bigs, and the bigs tonight just have to play big for Mark Pope and the Cougs. Yeah, that's the advantage they have, and they've got some real shot blocking inside, which could force Gonzaga to, to have to shoot perimeter shots. And as we saw at San Diego State, at least for 15, for 35 minutes, they couldn't knock down a three. So maybe you, you make them shoot the three, maybe they miss, and you kind of slow everything down, you'll have a chance to win the game. The last minute we have here, uh, Alex Barcelo during this uh, two-week idle period for BYU has gotten a lot of national attention for what he's done in helping BYU 10-9-2. Not that he's been a true revelation. We saw the talent he had, but he was more of a complimentary player last year. What a great leader BYU's had at that point guard spot. He's been so good. I mean, I can't uh, hardly believe it. I'm one that thought he was going to be great this year. He's exceeded every expectation. He's taken that leadership mantle upon himself, and much of the success of this team so far has been directly uh, correlative to uh, Alex Barcelo. He's just been fantastic. All right, tip-off of BYU and Gonzaga coming up. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from the kennel, the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.